Hi, and welcome to Sailing Through Life, a journey to health, happiness, and living your dreams. My name is Lori, and I'm your host. My guest today is Kathleen Layer. She is a certified master level coach and intuitive eating counselor. She teaches women how to end their battle with their bodies and learn to embrace the best part of themselves. Join me as we set sail on this adventure to discover ways to take care of yourself, find the positive in life, and continue to dream even when going through some of your darkest days. Listen to my inspiring guests as they share their stories and give hope to help you on your journey. Kathleen's mission is to help create a world where women feel empowered to embrace every inch of their bodies so they can break through the barriers of diet culture, feel confident and connected in who they are, and make space for the things that truly matter and the lives they are meant to live. Doesn't mean that you fail, that doesn't mean you know, you're know you doing things wrong, that doesn't mean you're not good enough. It just means you're a human being and, and this work is not linear, it goes up and down, and that's just a normal process of it all. And so to, to really replace as much as possible that instant need to judge yourself with compassion and curiosity. Our episode today is Finding a Safe Harbor. We will be discussing body image and understanding what that really means, the struggles of body image, and where to start to find the safe harbor in yourself getting through the changes, and how to really heal your relationship with your body. Please welcome Kathleen. Hello, Kathleen. Hello. I'm so excited to be here. I am so excited that you're here. This is going to be an amazing conversation with you because it is such an important topic. Yes, I agree. I think this is going to be a really great conversation to have. As a cancer patient, I feel like you're kind of on your own um, to find support for dealing with the changes your body goes through. And there's so much that happens when you get a diagnosis. You kind of get swept up into the frenzy of getting surgeries and treatments and everything else. And I feel like the one thing that doesn't get addressed in the medical world is the changes your body will go through and how you are adapting to that, how that affects you. So mm-hmm. I wanted to kind of explore with you the the whole connection to the mind, body, confidence realm and really try to give another point of view and another point of help to anyone who's really struggling with the changes they've gone through as they've gone through a diagnosis or any other physical change that's happened to their bodies. Yeah. And I, I, I think as I kind of heard you describing that specifically for cancer patients and just the lack of um, kind of support and care around people's like mental and emotional state as their body is changing and the lack of that support I see that and that's very evident in so many other ways too. Like even, you know, especially women, like young women, you know, going through puberty and changing into adulthood and all the things that and ways that our bodies change, 
we really do not see an emphasis on a level of support of like, hey, this is what's happening. This is normal. This is how, you know, if you're struggling with it, let's get support there. Like it's really not something that is prominent in any, um, I guess, kind of care in that way. Yeah, it seems very empty. You know, you have the, it's very important to have the medical side of what's happening to you because it's (laughs) saving your life. And I know it's hard for anyone to really understand how that all factors into the psychology of, of what you're going through. I mean, there's layers of things that you try to process alone with just finding out you have a diagnosis or something tragic has happened. Mm -hmm. And then you add on the reminders of things that you see on a daily basis of what's happened to you. So it's definitely something I wanted to pursue with you and really try to, you know, share some insight and some, some direction for people who are just kind of floating around trying to figure out, you know, how to process all this and how to make these changes and become more confident with who they are after all this has happened. So. Yeah. Yeah, definitely. So I wanted to get into a little bit of background before we get into the rest of our conversation about you and, and what motivated you to become a coach. Sure. Um, so I have been a coach for about three years now And what really brought me to this work is that I struggled with my own relationship to food and my body for about a decade going in from like when I was a teenager into my late 20s. And it was just something that was really difficult for me to kind of navigate and battle. And I I didn't even know half the time that I was struggling with food and body. It just seemed like it was the norm, like everyone was was doing that. Right. And finally, I found intuitive eating, which is what I coach my clients on, essentially um, teaching you how to relearn, how to just listen to your body to tell you basic things like how to, you know, what to eat or when to eat or how much to eat or when to move your body or um, basically just connecting back with your body because we live in this kind of diet culture society that really causes us to disconnect from our bodies or not trust mm-hmm. our bodies. So once I I found intuitive eating, it all just kind of clicked for me and everything that I was struggling with made sense is like that, you know, light bulb moment. And as I started practicing that with myself and and healing my own relationship with food and my body and kind of going through the ups and downs in that, um, I just realized like right away that I needed to help other women do the same thing. Like I needed to get this message across because I felt like I had no idea at the time when I was struggling that this is an option. Like that it was okay to feel okay in your body. You didn't have to constantly be striving to be smaller or look different or, you know, eat perfectly, whatever that means. I just didn't know that that was an option. And that's really what led me to this work and, and, and where I am today. So what kind of background did you have to get education wise to get this type of certification or licensing to do this? 
Yeah. So I am a certified health coach and intuitive eating counselor. So those were two um, separate certifications. The health coaching was really my foot into the door in the wellness space. Mm -hmm. And once I got that certification, I was able to go deeper into specifically intuitive eating. And that specifically was working with the registered dietitians and nutritionists who kind of put together the concept of intuitive eating. So I got to work directly with them. And then I've just kind of embraced this work so deeply that I continued on with a master level coach training, which is just a master's. If you're thinking of like graduate programs to master's in college, it's basically like that for the coaching field specifically. And you think about the the passion you had to have to pursue, ex, you know, going through all this training and trying to really be a benefit to the people you're trying to help. So that really shows that, you know, how much your heart really is in this work and how much you really do want to reach out to somebody and, and really help them because... I know the mental anguish that goes along with things and and just to understand how to alleviate some of those issues um that is something that's a gift. So I you know it's very much appreciated that there are people out there like yourself that are able to help people through these challenges and really make a big difference uh in their lives. Yeah. Thank you. Yeah, I think it's um, it's definitely really helpful to be doing something that is so close to my heart and that I've you know lived through um, and experienced firsthand. And I think it just drives me that much more when I hear little conversations with people like at the hair salon or the grocery or like walking around or even with my friends or something. And I'm hearing these conversations or these little comments about their bodies or bodies in general, or it's so prevalent in our, Mm -hmm. in our culture to be judging our bodies all the time. And so I think that just kind of continues to fuel my fire and my passion to to try and spread a different message. Well, and yeah, you're right. Anything you do, you turn on the computer, you get on the internet, you watch TV, you watch a movie. There's so many influences on a daily basis that that as much as you want in your mind to be comfortable with things, there's always something out there really pushing you to think you're not enough or to think you need to change. And that layered with other things that come into play with, you know, go after you go through uh, surgeries or, you know, hair loss or anything that, that, somebody that's gone through um, any sort of diagnosis or trauma, Mm -hmm. you think about adding that onto it and you already are so compromised in your thought process of trying to feel better and you just have more things. And I give credit to all the people that I see that are proud of who they are and have accepted that. And I I really hope that's truly who they are inside. Mm I, I can't say that I'm going to be that person. <laughs> so <laughs> um, it, it's it's too much, you know, some days to really try to process, I guess, um, having that deficit um, to me. So 
this is this is why I'm so intrigued to talk to you because bridging this what you do into what I see people dealing with, including myself, um, it really will help, I, I believe, have another point of, of reference for people to have something to reach out to, something to support them. Yeah. Yeah. And I, I, I love how you said, you know, that sometimes it's just like too hard to process. And I think that's such a, um, I mean, it's such a, a, a natural human experience because one of the things that I try and, and make clear when it comes to my message and the, the coaching work that I do with clients is when we think about like being confident with ourselves and our bodies or loving ourselves and our bodies, oftentimes we think about like this single destination that's on like the top of Mount Everest or whatever. And it's just so far away and it doesn't seem mm-hmm. realistic. And we think that it's just this kind of fairy tale land when we're constantly like in love with our bodies and all the time just loving the way we look. And that is really not what I believe it is about. I think the human experience is to have those days where you just don't feel great in your body. And that is human nature. And Mm -hmm. when I, you know, am teaching my clients how to kind of embrace this idea of compassion and self-love and things like that, it's really about in those moments where we're not feeling great, in those moments when we have a really rough day or whatever is going on, even in those moments, we're still taking care of ourselves. Like we're still saying, okay, I deserve to be fed today, like adequately. I deserve Mm -hmm. to, you know, sleep. I deserve to wear clothes that feel good on my body, no matter what my body is right now. So it's really about that kind of essence of just taking care of yourself and showing up for yourself Mm-hmm. Kind of like you would um, a child or a loved one or any other relationship that you have with someone that you really love. It's not about it needing to be perfect and constantly having these wonderful thoughts about yourself, um, right. but really developing that relationship where you're you're thankful for your body, even if sometimes you might be frustrated or are kind of having these messages come at you that you are not good enough being able to navigate that and still show up even even then. Well, and like you're saying, a lot of it, you know, this is psychology of trying to retrain your brain and your thought process. Yes. To not go back to the knee-jerk reaction of thinking a certain way and trying to catch yourself when you get to a spot where you're feeling bad or you're not, you know, beating yourself up over something you've done or didn't do and trying to get through any anxiety that you have as, you know, you're working through becoming more confident in who you are. Yes, a hundred percent. And that's so much where self-compassion comes into play because another thing in our culture is we're taught to be so hard on ourselves and, everyone is their own biggest critic. And and so if we, you know, mess up in some way, like 
all of a sudden, it's not just a mistake that we can learn from. It's like the worst thing possible that we could ever do. And we go down this downward spiral. Mm-hmm. And, um, you know, that happens when when trying to heal, heal your relationship with your body, too. You're working on, you know, shifting your thoughts. You're working on taking care of yourself and being kind to yourself and trying to trust yourself. And if there's a day where it just doesn't click, that doesn't mean that you failed. That doesn't mean, you know, you're doing things wrong. That doesn't mean you're not good enough. It just means you're a human being and and this work is not linear. It goes up and down and that's just a normal process of it all. And so to to really replace as much as possible that instant need to judge yourself with Mm -hmm. compassion and curiosity can be so, so impactful. Just that simple notion of like, oh, I'm catching myself. I'm judging myself. How can I shift this where I'm just getting curious from a neutral perspective, like what's Mm -hmm. happening and giving myself compassion for being a human being. What would you tell somebody, what one little helpful tip would you tell somebody that's that's having a hard time catching themselves? Do you put a note up on a mirror? Do you not weigh yourself? Do you just put the clothes away that don't fit? And what would be something you would tell somebody as a, just a helpful hint to just start in the process of getting out of that bad thought process? Yeah, um, that's such a great question. And there's so many little little things, even the things that you just said, I want to touch on and then I'll kind of give like one all encompassing mm-hmm. thing. But yeah, I'll, you know, really the the best thing to to do is try and make yourself like physically, mentally, emotionally feel as comfortable as possible. And so like you said, with putting the clothes away or donating the clothes that don't fit or buying new clothes that fit, that is one of the simplest things that you can do okay. um, is just because when you're wearing something that doesn't fit you, you know, especially if it's too small, like it's digging into your body. That is mm-hmm. basically these clothes that constantly all day are kind of like taunting at you, like making you're physically uncomfortable. And so yeah. you're constantly aware of yeah. your body. Um, and with body image work, a lot of the times it can be we're in this space where we are fighting our body. We don't feel like we should be in the body that we're in. We're, we're so much want to be in a different body. So it can be really helpful for a little bit to almost come out of your body in a way where you're not like trying to pay attention to it as much. Right. If you're so used to um, looking at yourself in the mirror and like picking, you know, apart your body or things like that, we want to really help you step out of that, step out of like constantly looking at your body and try and, and get to a place where you're focusing on just living in your body. So looking at it a lot less and living in it more. And we can do that a lot easier when we feel comfortable. So when we're wearing clothes that lay on our body and actually fit us and that we, you know, enjoy wearing, I think oftentimes we don't want to go to the store to buy the bigger size because we think it means all these terrible things when size, it's just a number. Like it it doesn't reference. Right. And it doesn't have to mean anything except for I'm going to wear the size 
pants or whatever that feel comfortable to me. And so when you're doing something like that, it's 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 a simple act of of self-care of just I'm going to wear clothes that feel comfortable for me because then you're not you're not noticing your body as much because right. you don't have that constant like oh gosh this doesn't fit I'm pulling this this way it's digging in here like that's just an alert right um, all day just getting you to think about your body so yes that's a um, a great place to start there and you also mentioned throwing out the scale. I would definitely recommend doing that as well. Um, you know, when we think about stepping on the scale, it's basically, it turns into like a make or break your day, make or break your mood. You step on the scale in the morning and if you went down a pound, it's like, yes, I'm amazing. Like this is gonna be the best day ever. <laughs> and then the next day you step on the scale and you've gained two pounds and you're like, oh my God, this is terrible. What and happened? It, <laughs> what happened? <laughs> and it's literally like this this metal box thing, this glass box, whatever your scale. It's dictating like. your whole mood. Yes. Yes. It's dictating everything. It's dictating, you know, your mood, the way you feel about yourself, your worthiness. We mm-hmm. we equate our body size to our self-worth because of this diet culture society that we live in that says that, you know some bodies are better than others. And so to be able to break away from that scale, that's just another thing where that little box should not dictate who you are as a human being and how you want to show up during the day. Yeah, that's that's something that I think will resonate with a lot of people. Uh, just you know, you, you try to do things right and you try to stay focused and disciplined and, you know, you go right to the scale and all the diets and, you know, mm-hmm. you use the, the, the tight clothes as a point of reference when you need to like kick it up a notch because mm-hmm. obviously you've kind of slacked a little bit and now you got to get back on track. And, and it's amazing that I find the more I talk to people, the more things I, I I hope are are shifting a little bit. I've I see there being more of an acceptance just across the board. And I see definitely in the realm of anybody who's been through surgeries and had different things happen to them between the scarring and just the the removal of body parts because of mm-hmm cancer or, or, you know, you think about somebody in an accident or anything and just becoming comfortable with that change. I mean, that's a huge hurdle for anyone, but you, you hope that there's a shift, a little bit of a shift, and maybe it's just the world I'm in now, but to see people who are proud of who they are, the way they are, I, I mean, I'm envious because I'm not there yet, but I also know it's something I work on and, you know, that's, I can imagine there's a lot of people in that camp too that are just trying to figure it out. And, and sometimes it's just overwhelming and you just want to just stop. I, you know, I don't, (laughs) I don't want to do anything now because you're overwhelmed with it. And yeah, it's, it's definitely a, a transition phase and it's not something that's overnight and a reprogramming of, of your thoughts and, and trying to just help give yourself a little bit of grace and self-care and really just being 
okay with who you are now. And it, I'm, I look forward to the day where I'm truly in that group of people who have transitioned over. So. Yeah. I mean, it sounds like, you know, for you, like already doing the work and, and showing up in this podcast so powerfully. And I think, you know, someplace for everyone to be able to start is just kind of focusing on what feels good, like getting curious mm -hmm. because so, you know, we all do things every single day that we don't even realize we don't like, that it doesn't feel good for us. Mm -hmm. um, we don't actually want to be doing things and we feel like we have to. And so just kind of taking inventory of, you know, like we said, the, the clothes thing are do our clothes feel comfortable on our bodies physically? Um, also, like when it comes to what you choose to eat during the day, like do you actually, does this actually taste good? Does it feel good in your body? Are you paying attention to those things? And really, you know, getting curious of how could, how could I feel better today? Like what do I really want to be doing? And um, what does that look like for me? Because mm -hmm you know, these simple acts of just showing ourselves that we do care about ourselves, we do care about our bodies, um, can be really, really powerful in this journey of, of healing a relationship with your body, of trying to have a more positive perception about your body and about yourself as a whole. Thank you for joining me on this special two-part episode. Join me next week for part two of my conversation with Kathleen as we discover more information about body confidence and her new program, Embodied. I hope you found this episode helpful. Thank you for listening to my chat with Kathleen Lair. You can learn more about Kathleen and her programs on Instagram at Kathleen Layer and on Facebook at Kathleen Layer Coaching. You can also find her website, KathleenLayer.com, for more information about her and what she does. The links will be in the episode description. If you or someone you care about would like to share their experience or know of an organization to help even just one person, please message me on Instagram at Sailing Through Life Podcast. How do you sail through life? Join me on this endeavor. I would love to grow this caring support community. Be sure to subscribe to the show. You can find me on your favorite podcast platform. I'd be grateful if you could leave a review and share it. If you have any thoughts on today's episode or topics you'd like me to further touch on, please message me at Sailing Through Life Podcast on Instagram, or you can reach me on Anchor. I would appreciate if you could support my podcast. Please visit Anchor to find out more. Thanks again. Chat with you next time.